Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Behind the Gram. I'm Kayleigh Ingham, also known as The Content Muse, and I just love Instagram and all of the amazing things it can do. In my podcast, I want to talk to as many people as possible about how they use social media, in particular Instagram, to grow and scale their small businesses. Today, I am talking to PR guru Lucy Werner, owner of the Wern PR agency and author of Hype Yourself, a DIY approach to small business publicity. Um, We are going to be chatting about her new book coming out in September called Brand Yourself. Um, Along with that, we're also going to talk about the importance of creating a personal brand, um, how to use Instagram to enhance your PR and also why being the backing dancer is better than being the lead singer. Um, So I hope you enjoy. Hi Lucy, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, Shall we start off, would you like to introduce yourself and tell tell me a bit about what you do and um, how social media plays a part of that? Yeah, so um, my name's Lucy Werner and I have worked in PR for 17 years. I have run my own agency called The One for the last seven. Uh, About two years ago, I brought out a book called Hype Yourself. So in the run up to that, my approach to social media completely changed because I needed to grow and nurture an audience so that when the book came out, people might know who I was <laughs> um, and I'm in the process now of about to launch my second book with my husband um, Adrian Chatelet and we have a kind of joint um, social channel called Hype Yourself which is for all our DIY PR and brand services so I've kind of split my business into two now so the one my original business is much more kind of high level bespoke boutique consultancy like do it Mm -hmm. for you and everything that comes under the hype yourself umbrella is more about us empowering small business owners to do it for themselves and for the launch for this book um you actually did a shout out on instagram to um to really get sort of more publicity for yourself to um, hype the book um and and that's how this uh, podcast recording has come about um but how, at what point did you sort of think, yeah, let's just put this out there and see how people respond? What, in terms of asking for help? Yeah. Do you know, I did it with the first book um, mm-hmm. and I think it was slightly easier and also more awkward with the first book. I had a smaller following, so it didn't feel like I had less of a face to fall on, I guess. Um, But in the run up to the book coming out, I had given free PR advice every single day for a year. So I was like, I've given so many tips and posts and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, created blogs and done so many recordings. So I didn't have that sort of guilt so much. It was kind of more, you know, if anything, if I've ever done anything to help you, can you support me so yeah that was kind of what I did on the first one and then since the first book's come out my use of social media has been quite erratic I think in part because of the pandemic um and also I guess I was I spent a lot of time in between book one and book two going through a business accelerator and really figuring out what I'm Mm. doing with my business moving forwards uh and what that looks like um and I was getting to that point where I was promoting myself not too much but 
I basically didn't have the services to back up. So people would be like, okay, so how can I work with you? And I was like, well, you can't actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's a good problem to have, but there's no point uh -huh. keep promoting yourself if you don't have the, the back end sorted. So yeah. I needed to take some time away to just sort my mm -hmm. house out. Um, so I do still feel sort of awkward about it, but I also think having now worked with the small business community for a really long time, it's a really supportive place. But just like your friends and your family, they are not mind readers, so they don't know what it is mm -hmm. that you need help with. So I think when we can be very specific with our ask, then people know, oh yeah, that, that fits with what I'm doing. I can do that. And it's a little bit, a little bit of that comes down to almost like pitching for media, like pitching for press as part of your PR. Like if yeah. you're specific in what that, what your story is or where you see it in the paper, mm -hmm. the, the journalist isn't going to do that work for you. Yeah. Um, so I think we see it all the time, like when we get cold sales emails and we're like, this yeah. feels really generic. It doesn't fit what I'm doing. Whereas if I'm like, this is what my book's about. I want to help small business owners learn how to build their brand. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's for, you know, predominantly people who are creative entrepreneurs, but whether you're kind of got a side hustle mm -hmm. or freelance, it's going to fit you. Do you have a podcast, you know, do an IG live? Like, would you like to chat to me about it? It's, you know, it's not a hard sell. I'm not there going mm -hmm. buy a thousand copies or, you know, give me thousands of pounds. It's like, do you want to help me get my story out there? Because I've made something I think is going to be helpful for people. Yeah. And like you say, it was, it was, you didn't, other people didn't have to kind of then do the work to think, well, how could I help? Because you said, like, if you have a podcast, if I could come and do an IG live, like, and as you're reading it, I was like, you sort of, for me, I was like, I have a podcast. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And it's already like the work's kind of done uh, yeah. there. So it's. And it's weird, you know, like most nine times out of 10, people would then come back and go, I've got a podcast or I've got an IG live. Very mm -hmm. occasionally, someone would be like, okay, great. So, I've got this so you can come on my IG live and then afterwards you can promote what I'm selling on your feed and I was like uh -huh. oh it's not that I don't want to promote other people's stuff like it's not that mm -hmm. it's all got to be one-sided but I was like oh it just feels a bit transactional now and yeah then I was like oh it makes me uncomfortable because I don't also I don't really like pushing things that other people have made unless I've bought it myself or I've bought their services or I've worked with them in some way because I have made yeah. mistakes in the past of maybe promoting people with big social media profiles because you get swept up in the ego and you want to be seen as the same as them and then uh -huh. you know a few months later stuff unpicks and you think oh actually maybe, yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't have been giving them a shout out and I think actually yeah it's something that we're all we don't do it very mindfully we might just see a post and go oh that looks good I'll share that but one of the things I really consciously try and think about now is what types of businesses that I'm pushing and are they diverse are they inclusive like am I just pushing white middle class girls called Lucy all the time or am I actively trying to make relationships with people outside of my network and it's I don't want to say it's like it's work but I think it's when you're not paying attention to it, mm -hmm. um, you can easily just find yourself in, in your little echo chamber bubble. Just like, I Absolutely. mean, I think when I, I remember when Donald Trump, the first time Donald Trump was coming up for election, there was uh -huh. a thing on Facebook. It was like a, a plugin where you could automatically 
delete any friends who supported Trump, which I did <laughs> at the time. But now I'm like, actually, sometimes when you don't have people from differing opinions, mm-hmm. you're not you're not learning. And I think one of the problems yeah. with social media is we're like, oh, you're my people. You know, you're against Trump and or you're a vegan or you're an anti-racist person. Like, I want to hang out mm-hmm. with you. But actually, we can't, you know, we we risk a danger I think sometimes a social mm-hmm. of not opening ourselves up to having awkward conversations that doesn't have to be a fight it can just be a, yeah this is my opinion it's a learning experience exactly yeah and I think because you get all these kind of like suggested for you based on this is the stuff that you've previously liked or previously looked at and like you say it can kind of create this echo chamber yeah um, and you ha- you have to actually like like you say be mindful about it make a conscious kind of decision to widen that uh, and sort of broaden that sort of thing and also actively circle. engage in it mm-hmm. um you know for a long time my explore feed was really quite weird and now I feel like my explore feed on Instagram is very <laughs> sort of representative of what I do when I'm in my mindless scroll which is watching mm. watching dogs on reels <laughs> <laughs> watching drag queens <laughs> yeah and sort of ran and bits of shit's creek comes up yeah so I obviously (laughs) went through a phase of doing that and I'm like yeah this all works for me um but yeah it's um it's kind of like I try and um when I take breaks from social media it's people be like oh did you feel so much better from your social media break and actually I don't I don't struggle with social so much it's more like my own life and sometimes I just need to have a break from social because it's just one other thing yeah yeah it's clouding my my head mm-hmm. yeah no I, I completely get you with that I, I find that the same that if I'm not visible on social media it's usually just because there's other stuff that's just taking priority yeah. and I um, think it's it's weird um because I have like friends and family who follow me Mm-hmm. if they see me all kind of like jazz hands on a reel then they're like oh like Lucy's fine and you're like it's yeah. not real it's not real it's real yeah. it's a real <laughs> pun in there um I do see my kind of Instagram as an escapism mm-hmm. I enjoy I really enjoy making content I really don't care about being the butt of my own joke I don't mm-hmm. massively care I mean I do a bit because I'm a bit insecure I don't massively care people are like oh what's she doing because I'm uh-huh. having fun like quite often like Adrian will be in the kitchen he he's watching me in the office like doing a dance yeah. or like playing with a microphone or something <laughs> and I'm just like it's work babe like and like yeah. still to this day the most the most amount of books I've ever sold was when he photoshopped uh-huh. me into Mariah Carey's face <laughs> nice <laughs> I'm like I give all this advice and all these tips but just put me in a glamorous dress with big boobs and Mariah Carey hair and um, yeah you're all there um but I do joke that sometimes like the one is like my drag alter ego it's like my more <laughs> confident and fun self and I can kind of be you know all these sort of things that I wanted to be when I was you know little. Yeah. I, like when you know you get those interview questions and people are like what would you be if you weren't this and I was like I always wanted to be never a lead singer I wanted to be a backing dancer in fairness they always look like they're having more fun right <laughs> because they don't have any of that like mainstream media pressure of well yeah. as well of like they were seen holding hands in this restaurant so I was like it's perfect you get all the buzz of performing and none yeah. of the drama of the celebrity yeah. <laughs> so um 
yeah obviously I was very mindful of PR from a young age <laughs> um but yeah no, I think it's I, and I think that's why sometimes we can get sucked into comparison on social media and you do have to remember it isn't real life like yeah. people do have stuff going on behind closed doors and it's it's really remembering that you are literally just seeing that performer on the stage you're not seeing what's yeah. happening in the wings yeah. and and behind and I think that's we all know it but we all still forget about it absolutely definitely because I'm I'm fairly open on my uh, Instagram page about issues that I have with my mental health and things like that but again even with that even when I'm being open about stuff I'm still sort of filtering out the bits that I'm willing to share yeah and, and sort of saying like this bit I, I'm okay with, sh- with sharing this bit I'm just gonna leave because no I, I don't want people to know that or nobody needs to hear that or it's yeah um so I think even when people are being quite open and uh they're it's still, still filtered it's, it's still- all filtered it's it definitely is um but you were saying about the um the photoshopped picture um and I have to say like that's one of the things I really love about your page is that it is very fun it's very visual and you've got a really good um idea of like that sort of brand's um identity sort of like the colors that you use all uh, the sort of the styling that you use um I think you, you actually posted about that recently about sort of um the Sort of the way you present it might have changed slightly but the overall kind of brand is still very much kind of is very consistent how important do you think that is on social media I think for me there's two sides there's two there's two mm-hmm. arguments this camp right yeah there's a lot of people who don't use any kind of social media guidelines um, when I say guidelines I mean like visual guidelines yeah um who will just post whatever the hell they like every single day and it's not curated and they do well um I think there's I think that's a minority of people Mm -hmm. that do that I think for Joe general public it's hard to just go oh that flower looks nice I'll post that and say something about that because that's what I'm thinking about today Mm -hmm. and then the next day be like oh I'm going to talk about my jumper or you know oh and here I am in a coffee shop I think it doesn't it when it's like that it's hard for somebody who clicks onto your grid to get a feeling of what it is that you're about. And then it blurs the lines of, is this a personal account or is this your Mm -hmm. personal brand for your business? And I really undernerd about having like Lucy Werner PR versus the Wern for ages. Mm -hmm. And it kind of was Wern chat, which was sort of in between like chat from the Wern was kind of my feeling of it. Although randomly, my husband's surname begins with chats so he was like it's like one chat like we're together I was like it's too deep too deep and I was gonna get that um but I was trying to kind of share sort of PR stuff in a very unstructured visual way yeah. then I tried to theme it with kind of pink and green because green was my main color mm-hmm. and it was where millennial pink was in and I didn't know who I was so I was like yeah I'm just gonna offset my like one green yeah. like turquoisey green with this millennial pink and that will be on trend then and um so then I struggled to like find images that fit that color and then um Adrienne as like a Christmas present basically made me all these backgrounds and Mm -hmm. me a font and was kind of like just you know these are your five brand values which obviously fun is one of them which we talked about but I wanted to be informative I wanted Mm -hmm. to be um 
educational and I wanted to be quite I guess quite strong in my I do have a distinct tone of voice um Mm -hmm. for better or worse I can be quite direct sometimes and I think that is what what um what a lot of PRs I think struggle with or with any service provider actually struggles Mm -hmm. with sometimes is to push back on their client and say no that's not right that's not what you need that's not what you want um Mm -hmm. or you know sometimes I'll have money come to my door and I'll be like you're not the right fit for me or I'm not I'm not going to do what you want it's not going to it's not going to work and that comes Uh over time getting that red flag over those people um so for me it was kind of like there's a huge swathe of people that be really put off by my branding and my colors and me Mm -hmm. sticking about in my office yeah they're they're not for me and that's okay yeah Um, that's not it doesn't put me off but what I will say is since changing the visual that's I mean and then I was also posting every day very consciously um my follower numbers grew exponentially whereas mm-hmm. when I didn't have that visual I think sometimes I would get a bit lost of like is this too personal does this fit the grid is it the right image and I found it yeah. really constrained because I'm like oh it doesn't look good maybe I need something like this next whereas now because I have the color palette and I use canva it's yeah. like okay well I did green last time so today I can do yellow blue red or like whatever um and I've got all the fonts there and you know I've kind of got all these templates I can use so I'm never really restricted by the visual it will just be like what do I want Mm -hmm. to talk about today and then I do the visual retrospectively and it takes a lot of the like the decision making out of like each time you don't have to start from scratch each time you're creating a a visual you're sort of you're part way there because I've certainly found that the more sort of concrete I, I, I feel about sort of what I like what colors I want to use what fonts I want to use the styling of it I don't have to think about it now I know that like I'll open up Canva and I'll open up a new document and I'll just I'll do this and then I'll do that and then I'll do that and then I'll I'll be like right this and get it all set up in like 30, 30 seconds and yeah. then uh, and then I can just put the content in yeah and yeah and I think once you do use it in something like like I love the toolkit function of Canva and yeah. then it's like, okay, so now you can create PDF brochures or you can mm-hmm. create a flyer or, and then when it starts to be a strand that runs through your business, like if I do a presentation now, people will know that that's my presentation because of the yeah. what, what it looks like. So for me, it's just having that personality all the way through. I think, yeah, having something like Canva to have it all there and just at your fingertips makes it so much easier for someone who when you're running your own business and you've got so many other hats to um to wear and then to be able to just pull together graphics so easily um and and have that kind of brand Um, and I also find like if I'm scrolling through Instagram I know immediately when it's your posts because they have that they have a very clear kind of again like colors vibe everything i and I find that again, I'll remember that. Like if I've seen if I've seen your posts, I'll remember that I've seen them because they because they stand out. And it's the same with with other uh, accounts that I follow that have quite clear brand branding. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for me, I am very much sort of I like the idea of having branding because it I feel it makes you a bit more yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I, I and I think that's why um, you know Canva is great for having those templates. And but there's like a really particular style at the moment of this kind of almost um I guess sort of like tie-dye I don't know mm-hmm. how you describe that kind of like all sort of the colors fading in and out 
with like kind of big yeah. black um very kind of chunky font on top that I see quite a lot of times and when they sort of images are coming through I'm like I don't know <laughs> it, it could be like one of 10 people I follow because there's yeah, not yeah. not that strand there and I think often those are the people who did used to be the millennial pink with the flat flat macbook latte shots like they've all moved yeah. on now to this sort of <laughs> kind of oil slick um yeah like color color background and I think you know we can we can all be guilty of trying to create for other people but mm -hmm. actually if you create what you like the chances are that the right match for you are gonna like it too um and you can think of this like clothes right you have people who love colorful clothes and you have people mm -hmm. that only want to wear black it doesn't stop them being friends yeah <laughs> you don't see gangs of people walking down the street apart from teenagers who are wearing yeah. exactly the same clothes and uh -huh. I think like thinking of your visual world as the same as that you know we're not mm -hmm. all into the same clothing but we can still sort of admire what somebody else wears and think oh my god that looks fantastic yeah exactly exactly um and how important do you think alongside branding how do you think important do you think it is to use your personality when you are kind of promoting yourself and promoting a personal brand on social media I think it's so important because ultimately I don't believe there's such a thing as an original business the only thing mm -hmm. you've got is your thumbprint attached to it and you know like take me for example there are loads of PRs for small business and startups we all have mm -hmm. slightly different offerings um a lot of our advice can be quite similar but as people we're all completely different and actually you're going to do the best work for the people that you have the best client relationships with especially in a service-based business because you're working so close with the founder and you're basically supporting them so yeah. the more you can understand them and be under their skin and know what it is that they're about the better no definitely um and do you have any I think it's probably me just uh, digging for myself because I find it really difficult to promote myself. I, I find it, I get really, find it really cringy. I, I'm not good at it. I'm definitely working on it. But do you have any kind of advice for anyone who uh, struggles to promote themselves on social media? I think um, one of the best tips I can give for that is actually kind of educate people on the successes and the wins so if you win an award or you get a piece of press coverage or you've just landed a new client and you don't feel like sharing that feels okay maybe you can talk about the journey that you went to to get there um because mm -hmm. when you're sharing your learnings in your business growth other people can learn from that so it's actually a gift not a brag um so right that's, yeah that's my biggest sort of piece of advice um also I think generally people do tend to love a failure and vulnerability more than yeah. they do a win and a success so um kind of showing the flaws I mean obviously we don't need to be exposing ourselves but I think just showing a bit of humility um yeah. it's funny there's um there's some other people and other books that I sometimes get care uh, compared to and actually I think my whole thing is like, yes, hype yourself in the sense that so many people feel like PR or promotion is a dark heart and they don't know where to start and they don't have the confidence and they don't know what to mm -hmm. say. But you absolutely do need humility and you don't yeah. want the ego to rule you. And I think a lot of the time we are ruled by ego without even thinking about it. Like I will ask people, 
what would be the dream and they'll be like a book deal or TEDx or Forbes and when I drill down into that I'm like okay great what's your message you want to share with the world at TEDx and they're like oh oh, oh no I don't yeah. know that they just want to do the TEDx or they want to be in Forbes because they think it looks good or um what was the other example I'm um, writing deal. a book and they'll be like oh I yeah. don't know what I'd write a book about I just want to write a book um mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's really important when you're thinking about how you're promoting yourself of like, is this just because this is what the crowd is doing or Mm -hmm. do I want to be doing something else? And I spoke to a founder like a few months ago and I was like, do you want to do a TEDx? And he was like, no, everybody's doing it now. It's like on the LinkedIn bio, it's boring. He's like, I want to be in a Twitter storm. (laughs) I thought, (laughs) yeah, like he's like, I just want to be in like daily Twitter storms. And I think doing things differently is what sets you apart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? And when is the new book out? <laughs> so I'm Lucy Werner PR on all handles. Um, and also for PR and branding stuff, um, it's Hype Yourself UK. And the second book, Brand Yourself, which is written with my partner, Adrienne Chatelet, is available from September the 7th, but you can pre-order now, which would be brill because um, all the pre-orders really massively help make us make a difference. Excellent. I can't wait to, to read it and see, see what you guys got to say. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. No, it's, <laughs> it's been, been really, really Thank you for having me. And thanks for um, responding to my Instagram cry for help. No, I, I think it was a, a great idea and it's, um, yeah, it's it's obviously, you had a lot of response to it. So <laughs> it just goes to show the kind of community element of what Instagram can do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A massive thank you to Lucy for taking the time to chat to me. If you would like to pre-order her book you can do so on Amazon right now and I will leave the link in the show notes and if you want to get in touch with me about anything you've heard on today's podcast um, you can find me on Instagram at the content news or you can email me on kaylee at thecontentmuse.co.uk. Thank you for listening and I hope you can join me next time when we go once again behind the gram. <laughs>